Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Jennifer LeClaire here. You can see in the spirit. I want to invite you to take the Seer Activation Challenge. 30 days to clearer spiritual sight. I'm going to be on board doing Seer Activations with you, guiding you through biblical entryways and much, much more. You can opt to take the Seer Activation Challenge at tinyurl.com slash seeractivation tinyurl.com slash seeractivation. You can also opt to get these three books, Seer Dimensions. You can get Power Seers. This just came out. Keys to Upgrading Your Prophetic Vision. And you can get Seer Activations with 101 Seer Activations and a whole lot more teaching. I want to challenge you to see what you've never seen before. God wants you to be able to see in the Spirit. Open your eyes to the Seer Dimensions in Jesus' name. But to give you an example of how uh, these biblical personalities in the Old Testament uh, end up becoming the functioning of particular spirits in the New Testament, because why would Jesus say to the seven churches, especially the church of Thyatira, you're tolerating that woman Jezebel to teach? Why would he say that Jezebel had already been dead? And then right after he said that, look at this, he said, you are also allowing Balaam to teach. Balaam had been dead 3,500 years before Jesus said that because Balaam was during the time of Moses. How many of you remember that Jesus said that to the seven churches? He began to uh, explain and share certain biblical personalities, right? Now, if you read that in face value, you might just be, okay, spirit of Balaam, a spirit of Jezebel. Wait a second. Listen to the time... Look at the time frame of these particular biblical personalities uh, that Jesus is referencing. And then you'll be able to see that Jesus is showing us a prototype of how we can not only 
know that Jezebel and Balaam are at work today, what other biblical evil personalities are also at work today? Functioning in the church covertly. Well, right now, Jesus exposed only two. What did he say? He said, you're suffering that teaching that comes from, the, from Balaam. So Balaam, how many remember who Balaam was? Balaam wasn't even an Israelite. He was a son of Peor. He was a prophet under the Old Testament. And he was also, the Bible calls him a real prophet. He wasn't even from the commonwealth of Israel, but he also tapped into divination. So here's what you don't know. That Balaam has a teaching. He's a teacher. That's what Jesus said. He said, you, you had the teachings of Balaam. And he's using Jezebel, who was about 1,500 years before he actually even said that. And then Balaam, which was about 3,500 years before that. God, Jesus was saying that these particular biblical personalities, based on how they function, will allow you to know the demon that's working behind them. I'm going to show you how this works. All right, Galatians chapter 4, verse 21 through 31 says, tell me... You who want to live under the law, do you know what the law actually says? Keep going. The scriptures say, what? Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife and the other from his freeborn wife. The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of a promise. Keep going. Watch this. Look at what it says actually here. These two are what? These two are illustrations. Oh, so wait a second. Proper exegesis means they were real women in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, there's something else. They represent something else. Now, if you come from the word of faith background, this goes into law and legalism, stuff like that. But that's just one dimension of it. What he is saying is, pay attention to these two women and their sons, and you'll begin to see particular functioning and manifestations in this present age. So he's saying that these two women serve as a what? Illustration. So that means if these two women serve as an illustration, others serve as an illustration. And that means this levels the playing field for an ocean of biblical personalities that you could extract demonic functioning that come from them. Watch this. Next verse. The first woman, Hagar, represents what? Oh, so, okay, so Hagar, how many remember Hagar? What does she represent? Oh, I thought Moses represents. Wait, 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 wait. Religious church, they just... We, we, when we think of, when you think of Mount Sinai, what's the, who's the first person that comes to mind? Be honest. Oh, but kingdom goes in, in the, in the spirit realm, Mount Sinai is who? Hagar. Ah, so that changes everything. Okay. Okay. So watch this. Okay. Watch this. When you think of somebody being religious, what biblical personality do you really think of? Be honest. Moses, right? And God is saying, you missed it because it's not Moses, it's Hagar. So when I confront the religious spirit, I confront the demon of Hagar, which makes people go from walking in the realm of the spirit through divine right because of kingdom to now tapping into a works of the flesh. So I say, you demon of Hagar, out now in Jesus' name. And the religious spirit at the root comes out as opposed to what's popularized through Moses. Because you can't cast out the law. Thy law have I hidden in my heart. You can't get rid of Moses. See? 
Okay, watch this. Okay, go back. These two women do what? Serve as an illustration of what? God's two covenant. So the first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai, where the people received the law that did enslave them. Oh, so what do you see here? Hagar does what? Enslave. All right? Next verse. Watch this. I'm just show, I'm going to give you an example of how this works. So that way when you read the Old Testament, God can begin to show you weapons and biblical personalities and you're not calling out the wrong spirit when you're conducting deliverance. Nothing is more frustrating than calling out the wrong demon. Okay, watch this. Now look at this. This particular spirit could take a whole church and put it in bondage. You missed it. Have you ever went to a place and said, man, this place is religious. Look at this. It actually says that Hagar can enslave Jerusalem. It says, now Hagar is just like Mount Sinai because she and her what? Oh, wait a second. What did Jesus say? Jezebel and her? The, the root of the issue is in a house of freedom, people are in what? Addiction is in there. Bondage is in there. Negativity is in there. Anything that enslaves the people is connected to who? Connects to so when you're confronting the spirit of addiction and slavery, spirit of Hagar, out now, Jesus' name. Not just religious spirit. The only time God will allow you to use religious spirit is if you don't know the demon's name. If you don't know the name, you attack the functioning. So Hagar produces and Sarah broke free from that. Oh, dear brothers and sisters. Okay. And you, everybody say me, me. The brothers and sisters are like what? Are like Isaac. So this lets me know everything that we just read before is for us today. It's not some, that's historical. God is saying in the kingdom is now. He's saying you are like Isaac. Okay, watch this. Look at the verse. Children of promise. Now I don't want you to read that verse within the context of word of faith because then you're going to stay in that realm. Look at it in the context of illustrations for deliverance. Illustrations, all right? Because one verse can have one, one verse can have one underlying truth, but many dimensions of that truth. I'm looking at it from the angle of deliverance. Watch this. Are just like Isaac. Okay, next verse. But now you are being what? Persecuted by what? Those who, have you ever felt like people around you are being religious? Okay, how do you confront that? Oh, because there's another spirit that's there. It says Hagar and her children. Well, how many children she had? Who's who's a child? Ishmael. Oh, so watch this. Look at this. Okay, so the demon of persecution is the demon of Ishmael. See? So when people fight me on my videos about deliverance, they're manifesting a demon of Ishmael. Because I'm helping people get free and they're trying to tell me to keep people back in bondage. They're trying to get me to honor their mother, Hagar. See, the spirit of Jezebel doesn't like to be in the forefront. She'll send her soldiers, right? So the Bible says Jezebel, Jesus said Jezebel and her. When Jesus said he was going to fight Jezebel, what did he really say? Read the verse. It says, I will strike her children. He never said, I'll strike her. He said, I'll strike her children. Then. He said, I'll strike her children. Okay. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this. Let me finish reading the verse to keep it in context. Just as Ishmael, the child born by human effort, did what? Persecuted Isaac. Okay, there's another demon in there who remembers the story about 
this particular event. This was Isaac's birthday, remember? And what does the King James say that Ishmael was doing with Isaac on his birthday? He was mocking him. So a demon of mocking is the spirit of Ishmael. See? What was he mocking? Isaac's freedom in his own party. Ain't it like religious folk always trying to think when you're enjoying the grace of God in your life, they're always trying to make it seem like you're going to abuse this grace. So they always try to enslave you in some kind of legalistic law. Talking about, well, you know, let me give you an example. God is love, right? They always feel like they have to say, but he's also a consuming fire. They never allow you to just remain in God's love. They always got to throw in, but he's also a consuming fire, brother. What is that? That's Ishmael. Persecuting. Persecuting. See, so these are a whole new type of demons. So you got mocking, persecution, right? Slavery, addiction, law, based on just two biblical personalities. Watch this. If you don't believe so, what did Jesus call John the Baptist? Who did he call him? He said, John is Elijah. Right? How many of you remember he said John is Elijah? Right? He said John is Elijah. He comes in the spirit and the power. He comes in the spirit, the office, and the power, functioning of Elijah. So which means when John, okay, so when John was functioning on the earth, what did Jesus say? Who did Jesus say was functioning on the earth? Elijah. How long has Elijah been dead? couple hundred years before that happened oh okay watch this i'm going to show you how this works okay so john is really who elijah right okay watch this okay so then who was jezebel okay during the time of elijah who was alive ahab and jezebel and what did jezebel what was jezebel's last words i'm gonna cut your head off right elijah cheated he disappeared he left because he's from the bronx he was gone he left, you know, he ran. And what did he do? And after he ran, God picked him up in an Uber and took him straight to heaven. <laughs> Gone, couldn't find him. And he unplugged this up and he deactivated his Facebook and he's been missing ever since. And the demon of Jezebel wanted what? The head of Elijah. Well, just because the person died doesn't mean the demon dies. And guess what? A demon cannot fail. It has to keep going until its mission is accomplished. So, the demon behind Jezebel went looking for Elijah and kept looking for Elijah. And a hundred years passed by. And then 500 years passed by. And he's still looking for Elijah. And then Jesus comes and says, John is Elijah. And all hell was alerted and said, we found him. See? Oh, and John is who? Elijah. So let me ask you a question. Who is Ahab? Who is Jezebel? And there was a man named Herod who threw a birthday party. And in the birthday party, his wife Hero Herodias, oops, I mean Jezebel, or had the spirit of Jezebel, got excited. And then Herodias' daughter, children of Jezebel began to dance before Herod. Oops, I mean Ahab. And Ahab got so, I mean Herod got so caught up and said, I will give you half my kingdom. And 
she ran to her mother and said, Mama, what do I want? And Jezebel said, give me the head of John the Baptist. Oops, I mean Elijah. And so it is with every other biblical personality that's evil. There's demon spirits behind them. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.